When is it right to push our kids to do better? And when do we let them fail? As parenting heroes, we want our children to feel our love, to know that they are worthy and needed, and to keep them connected to our family and the things that matter most. We are Kent and Amy Bowler, and we are here to fortify you in that divine calling as parenting heroes. This is where joy lives. Welcome to Revolutionary Families. Such a great question, and it makes me think of a story. From a few years ago, one of our sons was learning how to drive. And this is always an exciting adventure as a parent. I I think we should get some kind of an award for how many kids we've trained to drive. (laughs) Yes, we should. And we're still here. We're not not in the shrink. But maybe we're not in the what? We're not in the shrink, meaning we're not not visiting a shrink full time from all of the... But maybe we should. But maybe we should be visiting the shrink after all the kids we've trained. Maybe we should only get the award if we have, like, depending on how many accidents have happened. (laughs) So in the case of this one, our child was learning how to drive, and this was our oldest child learning how to drive. I've got to say that because it also tells tells you that this is our the first child we were teaching how to drive. And so this was our first time in training someone to drive. They never train you as parents. When you're 15, the child has to go to a class. They have to take courses. But do they give the parents a training? No. They're just like, you sign your life away. You're going to sit next to this child. Do we, do we have a special car that has a brake on our side? No. We just have a regular car. <laughs> and and we don't know what we're doing. So our oldest child was learning how to drive and he was doing pretty good to the point where he's mostly, he's driving around the neighborhood. So he's still pretty early on, but he's driving around the neighborhood and he knows how to operate the vehicle. And we drive up to our driveway and at the time our driveway had a little bit of a slope to it, the driveway leading up to the garage door. And we're driving up there and he's going really slowly and that's great. And I see that he's doing great. And then we're about four or five feet away from the garage door. And all of a sudden he just slams on the gas. He just floors it, ramming into the house and the garage door. And I, being the trained parent car driving trainer that I am, scream (laughs) something to the effect of, stop, stop, break, break, break. (laughs) So effective to a child who's hit the wrong. He told me later, I I knew I needed to put the brake on because we were almost to the garage and my foot slipped over to the gas. And so I just pushed the gas hard instead of the brake. It happens. <laughs> yes, there was uh, some home repair that had to occur in that case. <laughs> but what we are talking about today is how this, this is a question that come up, we get a lot from parents, and we think of our, ourselves a lot as parents, is um, when we're teaching our children something new, when do we, when are we like, no, 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 you're doing it wrong? Or, and when... When do we step in and say, you know, allow them, allow them to fail? And this is one of those times where when you're teaching someone to drive, you've got, they have to eventually be the one behind the wheel with the gas pedal and the brake pedal. Otherwise, they are never going to learn how to drive. And so, and that's really, it's such a great analogy to our youth's lives because everything that they learn to do, eventually they have to take the reins. We can 
we can help them, we can teach them, we can guide them along the way. But at some point, they've got to practice doing it themselves. And they're not going to be very good at the beginning. <laughs> That's true. They're not. No. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. And and in this case, in this story, right, we, we felt like he had learned how to operate the vehicle and, 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 was, and was competent. Yeah. Right. But there was still just this level of experience that he hadn't obtained yet. Right. He hadn't practiced that skill enough to differentiate between the brake and the gas. Right. Now, now in his defense, I will say that, oh, about that same time. No, it was it was a few years, few years before that uh, that I was driving because I do drive, too. And and I was I was rolling into a parking garage at work and I can't remember what it was, but there was something in my pocket. And for some reason, it was very important that I get that item out of my pocket <laughs> at that particular junction. And in retrospect, that wasn't very good timing. And so it was like a key fob or something. And 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 I'm trying to, oh, like uh, like my badge maybe. Was what so, I, I don't know what it was. But key fobs were not invented then. It was, it was, <laughs> I'm guessing it was my ID to get into the building. And okay. so so it's a big, big plastic piece. And I'm trying to get that out of my pocket. And it's stuck. And so then I try to straighten out my leg so I can get my hand into my pocket and pull that out. And in so doing, as I'm rolling into the parking spot, <laughs> I do the exact same thing. My my straightened out leg with the foot on the, on the end of that leg hits the gas full on. And and I ram up into this other vehicle on the other side. You know, uh, over, I run over the top of the... The median? Over the little concrete. concrete block, right, that tells you this is the end of your parking mm-hmm. spot. Go over <laughs> the top of that in a heartbeat at a million miles an hour and ram into this big, beautiful SUV. And shortly thereafter, found out that that was the boss's boss's SUV. The big, the big boss. The big boss's SUV that <laughs> that I had smashed his his beautiful <sighs> mother of pearl SUV. <laughs> Shoot. Well. We've all been there. And so what what do we do? How do we actually teach our children to go f- to to learn new skills, to increase their competence? We've been talking about character last episode, but now we're talking about competence, actually being able to do something. And you think about some things that you want your kids to be able to do, maybe to keep their room clean on a regular basis, maybe to talk kindly to their younger siblings, maybe it's to be more diligent in doing their schoolwork, whatever it is that we see where they're lacking some competence, we want to help raise them to a higher level. And we have a few steps that we want to share with you how to get there. So it just so happens that we are now in the thick of this once more with... Number six child. Number, number six child. And she just got her permit. So she just got her permit like two months ago. And she's trying to figure it out, right? And she's practicing. And so as we're going through this and we're thinking about this, right, we've we've learned so much about parenting and we've learned about <laughs> teaching kids how to drive. Yep. And so <laughs> so here's here's where we're at today with learning how to drive. We we live in a pretty quiet neighborhood. And so far, all of her driving has been in that quiet neighborhood. She's right. passed maybe 
She passes like one or two cars every little driving time. <laughs> we're talking about very small. Right, pretty quiet. And so she's she's doing just that. Well, we talked about a minute ago, right? She's learning and not just learning, right? Because everybody knows where the gas pedal is. Everybody knows where the brake pedal is. Everybody knows where the steering wheel is. But it's it's gaining that experience through practice yeah. of making this habitual, right? Mm. For those of us, well, right, even for me, driving for 50,000 years, right? And that one instance, I, I still hit the wrong pedal and, and rammed the boss's boss's car, right? But what we're trying to instill or, or help them to learn is that learned response where I know where the gas is, I know where the brake is automatically, right? And so, so for this beginning period, it's all been in the neighborhood. And then we've gone over to the parking lot in the neighborhood, big parking lot and and just practiced being able to park right which is which is another skill uh being able to figure out okay where's my car where's the back of my car where's the front of my car what happens when i turn my wheels this way or this way when i'm trying to come out of a parking spot getting into a parking spot and practicing that skill as well and so she's been in this very controlled environment for this first phase of her learning. And she she loves it. She wants to get out and practice, right? She wants to learn to drive so badly, which is awesome. Because yep. that really is helping her to learn. She's more open to learning from us because she wants to learn. Right. So we're in this first phase. And so what we're doing is we're managing that environment. We are keeping tabs on the amount of risk or the level of consequences in this first phase. We're not we're not going where there's high traffic. We're not she's not parking near other cars right now. She recently just drove into the garage for the first time. Right. Yeah, so she's getting lots of good practice yeah. and creating good habits. So we asked the question about well what when when do we push our kids? So as a quick example, we were over at the parking lot the other day, um, our daughter and, and I was with her, and, and we were practicing. And she was she was making several runs in this empty parking lot of, okay, I'm going to go into this parking spot. And at one point, I have her get out, put the car in park, and I want you to hop out and come look and see where the back end of the car is, is right she's now. parked into a parking space? She's parked into a parking spot. Okay. And she gets out with me, and we look at the back end of the car, and the back end of the car is is off to one side, right? So she, where she had turned in, she had cut off the other parking spot. And and we're again, we're just practicing. <laughs> there we're was just, no car there. <laughs> there was no car there. If there had been a car there, they would have swapped paint for sure, maybe a little bit more. And she would have known that she had cut that corner too tight, mm-hmm. parking the car right there, right? So had her get out and helped her to see what she couldn't see prior to that, right? And then that's part of this whole thing that we're going through with this phase of her yeah. learning what she didn't know before, yeah. right? It's, it's a new level of competence. And so just had her get out and look at and see what she couldn't see. This is where the back end of the car is based on what you just did. And here's where we ended up. And here's what would have happened. And she got kind of frustrated about that and went home upset and frustrated. She came back the next day and said, can we go practice some more? All right, let's go practice some more. But this is kind of an example of a principle that we can put in place when we're trying to figure out, okay, when do we push them? When do we increase that pressure? Maybe that's not the right way to put it. What's the right way to put it? Well, you're, when do you correct? When do you say, that wasn't quite right? That's not the way that you want to do it. 
And so you actually, you, you corrected her. You said, okay, the way you do it, you've got to give yourself a little bit more space. You've got to go around a little bit more. And, and so you're teaching, but you're not doing it in a way like you didn't get out and be like, what were you thinking? Oh my goodness. I'm never letting you back in the car again. You're going to crash this car. You're out of here. No, you're just teaching her because this is a new thing. It's something that she does, didn't know before to where she's going to learn something new. And that's and that's really what we're talking about. In educational theory, this is called the zone of proximal, de- proximal development, ZPD for short, from Vygotsky. And he, he just talks about how when a child in, in education, typically like academics, when they don't know something, they don't know how to do something, you give them, you build on what they do know and you give them a little bit new information or a little bit of a new ask them to do a little bit of a new skill until they can do that well and then you give them just something a little bit more on top of that and and I think instinctively we know to do that as parents we're not going to just like get in the car and be like okay off to the highway let's do this 100 miles an hour here we (laughs) go right we we need to gradually give them but I think sometimes in other situations that our children are learning new things like uh, they're no, maybe they're going on their first date, or they are dealing with a failure that they had, or a disappointment, or a frustration in their life, and we are we are thinking uh, we want them to know how to do this already, and and they don't, and so we are just it's this is a reminder that we want to slowly and incrementally teach them to do to do new things and so so we want to share um in in light of of our daughter's learning to drive as the analogy we want to share with you some steps as you are teaching your children how to have increased competence and so the first step is to think about one area where you want to help your child improve now did i say 50 things that you want them to get better at no There are 50 things we know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like there's 50 things I could do better. One area, one thing. We're looking at driving or we are just looking at how they get up in the morning. We're looking at how they are speaking to their younger brother. Just something specifically that you want to help raise their competence. Now, the ideal is that they want to learn it also. Like driving. That's one of the cool things about driving. Most 15-year-olds want to learn to drive. And so it's like a win-win situation because they want to learn and we want to learn. And so it's good. But there are lots of things that our children do need to learn that they don't want to learn. Maybe how to do the dishes, how to clean the toilet, how to be forgiving of other people. You know, there's a lot of things that they may not want to learn. And so what do we do in that situation? Right. In that situation, what we want to do is work on these things that we've talked about in a lot of our other episodes, where we are working on our own heart, where we're working on how we perceive our children, making sure that we're seeing the good that's in them rather than focusing on all the negative, the 50,000 things, right, that we think that they could be doing better. And when our heart is in that better place towards them, when we're whole towards them, that changes the relationship with them. And that allows us to have an improved connection. And when we're in that space, 
when we make those invitations, it makes it so much easier for us to have influence in their lives, for them to respond in a positive way, for them to say, oh, yeah, that would be good. You're right. I, 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 don't, I don't like living in a pigsty in my room. This is gross. And, and I would like to have my room to be nice and organized because I know that I'll feel better if, if I have that. Right. And if not, if they're not ready yet, then we can always go back and work on our heart and working on that connection. There are some things, of course, where we need to take action now where they do need to step up in an area, right? If they're being abusive or... Even just hurting another family member or, you know, being being continually rude, disrespectful to right. us as parents. Mm-hmm. There are some times when they are not going to want to do it, but it still is the right time. And, and that's where only you... And God can know when it is the right time. But we just implore you to be prayerful about it and to know, is this the right time for them to learn this? Because if it is not the right time, then they are not going to learn it. So you got to know that it really is the right time. And sometimes maybe it's like, okay, right now we just need to pause a little bit. I'm a little frustrated. And, and let's maybe even just tomorrow or maybe even just next week when we're all a little bit better place right and that's that's we've talked about this before as well right always 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 when we're talking about teaching our children if they're not in a place where they are receptive and connected to us then it doesn't matter how much we teach them it's not going to stick they're not going to be receptive to that it's going to fall on deaf ears right and so we want to make sure that that connection is whole that our hearts are whole and then we invite them to step into that next level yeah. of life, that next level of competence. Right. right. Well, and that's just the overall thing. So the first thing we're doing is determining the area that we want them to improve on. And hopefully they want to, or they can see the value. Yep. Yeah. And then the next thing that we're going to do is figure out, okay, what is their competence in this area? We've picked the area. What is their level of competence right now? And what do we think would be the right next step? What's yeah. what's the next level that they can step into? Right. So right now for our daughter, it's that she is she's ready for empty parking lots. <laughs> she did go into a parking lot with other cars the other day, but she parked way out, like in far away from other cars. And then the and she's also ready for small neighborhoods. And the next level for her is to go into town. That's what we call it because we live about 10 miles out of town. And so to go into town and to start being where other cars are. And then the next level would be go to the freeway. And pretty soon it'll be we're not there with her at all when she gets her own license. So those different levels. But you can look at that same thing with any skill that you're trying to teach your child. Yeah, to clarify, we must two steps there together. So this, the second step is figure out their current level. Yeah. Step three is what's, what's the next level after that? Yeah. And then step four is help them to see what they don't yet see, Yeah. right? What, what are the blind spots? What do they don't get? Because their perspective is different from ours. They're at this other level. We want to get them into this next level, this higher level. And what is it that they're missing? What is it that they don't see? Yeah, yeah. And then number five is help them practice to get to that next level. And I really love the idea of this driving analogy because we're not the ones driving as the parent. They are doing it. They're practicing. If we're doing it, then we're practicing. 
we have to let them do it. And, and we do it in a way that we are reducing as much as we can the risk of the consequences. And so we're not going to let our daughter loose on the freeway yet. She's not ready for that. We're not driving in downtown New York City yet. So there's parameters that we're going to use as we are allowing them to practice. And then number six is we're going to be patient with their mistakes and their failures. And I got to share my own uh, (laughs) mistake and failure as I mean, I've had plenty, but one that particularly comes in mind when I think of going into a garage like our son did when he was first learning to drive, we had this really cool car top carrier. It was like this very hard plastic where you could put extra bikes or luggage or other stuff that was strapped onto our minivan. And one day, we didn't, we didn't always have it on the car. We lived in Colorado, and we would take, put it on and off just depending if we were going on a trip or if we need to bring the bike somewhere. And this particular day, it was on. And I forgot that it was on, and I drive into the garage and I remember thinking oh it's like not going into the garage very well so I better just gun it so I gun it with this hard plastic thing that's like two and a half feet above the car and it doesn't fit in the garage (laughs) but that's okay I can push it in there and so I do and oh it wrecked some part of the garage and the awesome part is when I decide, oh, that was really bad. I better go back out of the garage. <laughs> Do I take the car top carrier off? No, I just reverse back the same way I came, <laughs> further smashing the garage again. We've all been there. We all make mistakes. And don't forget that we, when especially when you're learning something new. In this case, you and I, we're not learning something new. We were just making a mistake. But especially when our children are learning something new, they're going to make mistakes and they need our love and our patience. Right. It's, it's so fun, right? <laughs> so fun. And, and our kids are beautiful and we love them. And, and we, as their parents, know that they have such great capacity and we can see down the road that they are becoming beautiful, amazing, just the best people, right? And, and they have so much potential to learn more than they know today, to be able to do more than they can today. Right. And when we can approach teaching from this perspective, in this mindset, right, where we see where they're at and we see what the next step could be and we create an environment for them where they can practice, where they're going to make mistakes, right? But those mistakes aren't the end of the world, right? We're in the parking lot and, and she crossed over the line. Okay, we see that and we point it out and we, and we help them see what they don't see and they continue practicing and they get better and better and and before you know it, they have their own kids and they're raising their own families. <laughs> yeah. And it's just so joyous and beautiful, right? Because they they have that joy in their hearts and in their lives and they're and they've learned how to learn. They are they've learned how to overcome obstacles. They figure things out and they they don't get super frustrated and lose it when when those mistakes are made because we expect them. Yeah. And we were open and patient and understanding when they happened because we knew up front that they were going to happen, yeah. right? And we expected it. And so it just it just really creates a beautiful situation. And again, when we have that heart that's whole towards them and that connection that's solid, then we go through those learning experiences together and that connection gets even stronger because now they know that we trust them. Yeah. And we get them and we see them. And even though they make mistakes, we still trust them. 
and we still love them and we keep practicing we keep learning together and they keep growing and becoming yeah super great so we hope that you will stay connected with us if you haven't already joined our email list go to revolutionaryfamilies.com and add your email in there we're going to be doing an awesome challenge soon and we really hope you'll join us for that and there's an awesome download that you get and always remember to trust that god trusts you